Welcome to the Movie Dummies Podcast, and I'm Joe. And I'm the Dummy Adam. You're the Dummy Adam, as opposed to the real boy? As opposed to the smart one? I don't understand. Wait a minute. We're dummies as in, like, ventriloquists? Yeah. (laughs) This, This makes so much more sense now. I was actually thinking more like Crash Test, hence our logo. Once there was a kid whose parents made him come my home. Yep. It's a Canadian national anthem. I don't know if you're aware of that. So anyways. Yeah, anyways. (laughs) (laughs) That was a long pause I might have to cut out. Uh, But anyways, this week we are going to be talking about, I don't know if it's a fantastic film or if it's a bad film or if it's a good film. I'll let you know at the very end when I give you my rating. Ooh. Ooh. But we're going to be talking about 2010's Predators, produced by Roger Robert Rodriguez. That is the plural, not the singular. Yes, Predators. It's allegorical as well. Um, but before we dive into uh, To Catch a Predator with Chris Hansen, um, hmm. we're going to talk about what we've been doing this week. And I've done, I've been watching a lot of stuff, so I'm going to go first. I'm just going to cut yeah. right in line. Uh, and if this were the movie Super, Rain Wilson would hit me in the head with a wrench. So, Okay. Yeah. Awesome. If you've never seen that movie, you have done yourself a disservice, sir. <laughs> um, yeah. This week I've watched, I don't know, a buttload of movies? A butt-ton? Wow. That's yeah. a lot. That's a lot. Did you know a butt used to actually be a measurement? Yeah, butt-load is a yes. measurement. Yes. It's like a barrel. Yeah, it was for wine. Yeah, I never knew that, so that's kind of cool. So anyways, so what'd you see? Oh, first on my list is I watched Office Christmas Party. Because, you know, it's April. It's what you do. Uh, Nope, but how was it? <laughs> it was as predictable as you'd want it to be. Some of the most funny moments are in the trailer, but overall I thought it was fun. I love T.J. Miller, Um, so there is that. Jason Bateman's always always fun, and Jennifer Aniston is usually pretty fun as well. So, yeah, it was fun. Okay, Um, if you're if you're looking for great comedy, uh, look somewhere else. Like for like a dynamic, a dynamic something new, a unique voice in comedy. Yeah, go somewhere else. But if you just want to laugh, it's plenty funny. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, the next movie I watched uh, might be more exciting to you. You might actually have questions to ask about it, you dead fish. Uh, it was Triple X, <laughs> The Return of Xander Cage. Oh, man. Yeah. Special shout out to Vin Diesel for the tweet I like. Yeah, he liked our tweet. Uh, I know you really liked the first one, but have you seen it since 2001? I have. <laughs> Did you um, still like it afterwards? I know how you are it, about movies, but it was it was a harder it was, <laughs> it was a harder watch. <laughs> yes, um, it was like it's so funny. Like what you used to think was cool, and of course Vin Diesel was just coming on the stage. So I'm not saying he was bulletproof then, but right. you definitely give him a lot of slack because he was one of the up-and-coming, uh, one of the hot actors, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, and it was still trailing on the end of 90s action movies where they didn't really know what to do yet. They didn't know that a more realistic James Bond was around the corner. 
Exactly. You know, and com- so compared to Austin Powers, Triple X was like serious. Don't get, don't get me wrong. You tune into a movie where you're looking for an extreme sports nut, right. save the world. You're not going to get much. So, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, that's like asking Sean White to save the world today. So it's, uh, so anyway. Um, yeah, I've seen it since, um, and it's still uh, nostalgia has to carry me through some of the parts. But sure, I, I'll I'll still give it a glance. I mean, I probably won't watch it front to back. You know what I mean? So, but I'll still uh, I'll still indulge. From time uh, to time. I would suggest you watch the new one. Um, nostalgia is going to have to carry you through some of these parts too. Okay, because uh, I don't know, Donnie Yen and uh, Tony Ja are seriously like abused as far as like uh put into the minor character category um Donnie Yen has a much larger part than Tony Jaa Tony Jaa is like almost invisible in the movie it's kind of sad does he have like like cloak technology no they just don't show him on the screen <laughs> he's just totally gone <laughs> yeah he's just not there I mean if they probably should have put something in there like he has a cloak the cloak of invisibility he stole it from Harry Potter and that would make more sense as to why he's not in the movie at all comes out with the elder one it's more like a Bose staff <laughs> yeah Triple H wants me for my awesome Bose staff skills my awesome Bose staff skills what's up hunting wolverines what do you think jeez um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It's fun to watch. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I can't tell exactly because of how good CG has gotten at putting somebody else's face on somebody else's body. I can't tell just how much Vin wow. Diesel does himself in this movie. Right. But there's some pretty sweet stunts. He doesn't, but that's okay. <laughs> he does. He does every single last one of them. Uh, I'm sure he'd probably want to, but the dude's over 50 now, isn't he? He went to the Chuck Norris School of Stunt. Oh yeah, Team. you mean Jackie Stunt. Chan? How Stunt how dare you? No, how no, dare you Chuck, say Chuck, Chuck Norris before Jackie Chan? What is wrong with you? Chuck Norris slams revolving doors, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can give him his own like like stunting school. Yeah, Jackie Chan poops Chuck Norris and wipes Steven Seagal. So Chuck, Chuck Norris's stunting school for those who don't want to grow. There you go. He is a tiny, <laughs> tiny man. <laughs> All right, sorry, that was horrible. like a baby. Uh, but yeah, it it's fun. Um, the the what you see J- Donnie Yen and Tony Jaa actually do is fun. Uh, the other minor characters, it doesn't make quite as much sense as to why Triple X chose them to be on his team until like he forcefully throws into the dialogue later. That's why I picked him on my team. So, nice. Yeah, that's my Vin Diesel, by the way. Sweet. Isn't Ice Cube in this too? I will not spoil anything for you. All I'll say is that uh, dial nine in case you're in trouble. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh, so okay. uh, yeah, watch it. I'd, I'd actually would suggest you watch it. It's a popcorn movie. Don't expect the script to be great or the plot to make sense. Just enjoy having fun. There you go. I can do that. <laughs> uh, the next movie Anybody I watched. Can... Okay. Okay, was a movie called Brimstone. Um, I can't very much go into what the plot is about without spoiling it. Um, but it is stars, it stars Guy Pierce and Dakota Fanning. 
and Guy Pierce plays one of the scariest on-screen people you'll ever see I, in a movie. I kid you not. Today I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, I haven't seen Guy Pierce in anything lately. Oh, he's he I'm works like, plenty. Well, I know. Well, I'm just saying, I haven't seen him in anything lately. I'm just like, he's not. I'm like, I was thinking of what? What did he do? Time? Not Time Machine. Well, um, Memento. He did do the Time Machine, but Memento is probably his one of his bigger well, ones. And then well, the, but Time Machine is what I'm thinking of today. And I was just like, I haven't seen that guy in nothing. And then the Canto Monte Cristo. I was like, Oh yeah, Man. I love that movie. And I was thinking about that today. I'm like, I wonder what happened to that guy. But I'm just probably my lack of actually watching films. Uh, he's a character actor, so he doesn't. He's not like leading man, movie star. You know what I mean? He he just fills out the roles. And man, does he ever? He's a freaking chameleon. Holy crap! And if you don't get a, at least a little sickened or frightened by the character he plays in Brimstone, I don't think you're human. You know, even Hitler would be like, "Really, dude? It's it's pretty messed up." And uh. The movie is oddly gory for not showing much like actual violence. It's like gore after the fact, which is it's very unsettling. What it what it leads to is like an extremely unsettling movie going experience that makes you feel like this is just messed up. So So is he the Reverend? He play um that's all I'm going to say is he just plays a guy who is complicated. Um, him and Dakota Fanning have a complicated relationship, and that's all I'm going to say. Don't don't read any more about it. Just watch it. You watch it. Okay. Uh, next <laughs> is something we both watched, so I'll just wait until you talk about it. Um, Kong Skull Island. I know you saw it, so we'll talk about that in a second. And the last thing I'll, I'll mention for my end is Lethal Weapon season finale was this week. Oh, Dude, it was great. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, man, it was great. The, you already gave me a spoiler, you big turd nugget. It set up season two pretty well, what exactly they're going to be running into at the beginning of the next season, so it's going to be pretty neat. Um, man, they get them feels going, don't they? Ooh, you'll yeah, see. Uh, okay, well, um, it's sitting in the DVR for me. It's uh, in the rotation. Uh, when I get to it, hopefully, maybe tomorrow night. Um, we'll see, but I'm looking yep. forward to it. I recommend it, bud. Well, so your turn. What would you watch, bud? All right, so I got two things. I watch Moana. I've been waiting to Moana, see that for a yeah. long time. I'm a huge Dwayne Rock Johnson. Anybody that's listened to at least one podcast from us probably heard me mention him at least once. Um, but uh, tell you what, it uh, did not disappoint. I really liked it. The kids loved it. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think it was, uh, it was uh, I mean, it's kind of the same it's very uh, predictable in plot. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you um, watch Screen Junkies honest trailer for it, um, it nails down pretty much everything you're saying. <laughs> right. It's rehash. So, I mean, but but you know you go into it expecting that because that's the that's the model that works. That's or at least it's the one they have. Yeah, <laughs> and I guess. To to venture away from that model is questionable, and people aren't going to throw that kind of money at a film to go to something that's questionable. Maybe. Uh, you get big actors like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. You're going to make sure you're going to bring in blockbuster, you know, bucks. So, anyway, it was really good. So if nobody's seen it and you have kids, uh, it's a good family movie. Uh, just fun all the way around. Good lessons, um, of course. Wonderful cliches. All right, and then of course I took my boy 
took my boy to go see uh, Kong Skull Island. And two things I'm going to say about Kong Skull Island. It's getting some, like, it's getting beat up, dude. And I don't like it. Yeah, it is. It's getting beat up a lot. And um, by, I mean, maybe it's not, I know it's number one in the box office right now. Um, but it's getting beat up by like a lot of people are like, Oh, this is stupid. I like the other one better. Peter what Jackson other one? Was so much cooler. I'm like, who said that? A lot, a lot of people are saying it. What kind so, of people? Anyways, I don't know. Like people who dipsticks on the internet or actual critics. Um, not actual critics, probably more dipsticks on the internet. Then who the hell I mean, cares? Uh, That's just like us. Like who's going to take our review seriously? Uh, Vin Diesel. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I said to so, watch his movie. Of course. Here's the thing. Nah, um, man. Certified wasn't... Fresh, Rotten Tomatoes, 79%. Don't listen to the haters. It's good. You you talk about a popcorn movie, and it um it is that, and it's also a good movie. It's well, it's a, great, a well-done um, popcorn movie, though, which sometimes those are even rare. Exactly. And what I love is what they set up at the very end. Sure. Uh, won't Don't go spoil into it. it. No. Won't, yeah, won't do that. But um, um it... It was what we wanted Peter Jackson to do with his, right? Well, it Peter, is... I'm glad Peter Jackson's exists. Okay, it is exactly. a, no, it's a faithful it. retelling of you know the old Harryhausen pick where you know you had stop stop motion animation Kong and it is amazing for its time, sure, but uh, it doesn't hold up today. And Peter Jackson wanted to make an homage to that and also put Jack Black in a movie. So I mean, he accomplished those two things. Now. Is it as good as it could have been? Probably not. I don't know. Right. Is it as good so, as this movie? Heck no. No, no. And tell you what, I was really questioning. I'm like, oh, well, they're going to go with kind of uh, a goofy setting with John C. Riley, But he was Oh, man, he's the heart of that movie. He was well-fitted into that movie. Like, yeah. really, really well. So, um, so anyways... So all that to say, uh, Kong Skull Island, probably one of the better ones I've seen to date. A um, popcorn this movie year, for sure. This year. What and... they did so right with it was is they they took it just seriously enough while con- well, at the same time they were very uh, self-aware. They understood what they were making. They were making a monster flick. in, But they weren't making a monster flick in the vein of Cloverfield or where it was serious. They were making a monster flick like Godzilla and, you know, those type of movies. And I'm not talking about Roland Emmerich's Godzilla with Matthew Broderick, that pile of garbage. Baby raptor Godzillas, anyways. They were making something that was supposed to be fun. You know, and then they, they did something kind of interesting. They made Kong... Sympathetic, which is something I don't, you don't usually have for Kong until he's dead. You don't feel sympathy for him until they've killed him. Right. But he ends up being the hero of the story, basically. The guy who saves the day. And I think uh, I wasn't a huge fan of Samuel L. Jackson in it. Um, His role and his character fit well. I just, I'm not a huge Samuel L. Jackson fan for the most part. They needed they one more found... scene. What? They needed one more scene. Which is? Um, to show that he was mentally unstable. Um, I think... I th- they needed more motivation. Think, what, right? You could tell they were setting that up from the very get-go. Um, 
I would say you're right. They could probably done one more to kind of cement that because you know going into it, he doesn't want. I'm not. I'm not going to spoil it anyway. Well, I'm with, he kind of loses his nut, right? right? Right. But you, at the Sorry. beginning, they show him staring at a box of his own medals. Right. You know that, like, oh, he's been doing this a long time. Obviously, he's got PTSD. I think it would have been more effective based on the situation they find themselves in if he was rifling through and signing all of the death notices, the KIA notices for family members. Something like that, something simple. It would have made it would have made it his uh, more of a snapping point, not already a preset um, condition. It it wasn't just like, oh, I've been doing this a long time. If you changed it to I'm tired of my men getting killed, it would have it would have lended more. Right, and they definitely didn't do his, that. Uh, yeah. I think that was his excuse, and sure. it, and and it took away from that actual thing, which was kind of, like I said, that was the only. And don't get me wrong, this flaw is like an eight out of ten, right? Yeah, uh, it's like a seven out of ten. Um, he does eight. well. The character fits. Um, I th- I would have I would just would have liked to see somebody other than just angry Samuel Jackson in another angry role, right? Yeah. Um, I think I would have liked to see somebody else, so maybe a uh, um, a Don Cheadle or something like that, um, or uh, somebody else. Any other but, fine actor that there could be, but right. Um, but I think uh, they just angry Samuel Jackson has been done to death, right? Well, just, that's why you hire him, right? To yell mother right. effort at somebody, right? But so anyway, so just, just to clear really it up, too, I do good. understand that uh, he was depressed and looking at his medals because he wanted to continue with war, that he was well, already that, sick before he started. I, do, I did understand that that was his plot motivation and that he found his war in Kong and it made him happy and gave him life again. Uh, I just didn't like that as much as if he was just upset about his men dying. Yeah, I wouldn't even say life again. I just purpose at this yeah. point. The guy doesn't care about life as much as he cares. He's a he's a, he's a warmonger, you know. Yep. He so and that gives him, and and that's a part that stinks because everything becomes an excuse to fuel that monster. Yep. And we could have really, like you said, used that as like a snapping point, right? All mm-hmm. it is is a, an excuse for him to continue on doing right. what he's doing. But anyways, so long story short, without any more spoilers or anything, uh, Kong Skull Island, um, definitely I would go back to the theater to see this. That's how good it was. Yeah, it's going on my Blu-ray shelf. Yes. so Very, very good. See see it? Awesome. And I like the fact that they had a, um, um, we don't want to spoil too much, but an offset adversary that you don't normally see or you didn't expect. Other yeah. than what you saw from trailers, so yeah. Anyways, so that's and, all I'm saying. I'm done with Kong. Kong Skull Island. See it. Absolutely, John C. Riley, amazing in the movie. Uh, right. He makes you laugh. He makes you cry. So, right. It's awesome. So, man, that was it. That was this week. Big old week. Big old yeah. blockbuster movie. And I know you just can't wait to take your daughter up to see Beauty and the Beast and listen to uh, uh, Emma yeah, Watson auto tune her way through the movie. That's my wife's role. She's taking yeah. them. This is like, hey, are you mad that mom's going to take me? I'm like, nope. <laughs> Why? Beauty and the Beast is my favorite Disney movie. That's awesome. It's not mine, though. So I'm not going to sit there and watch Emma Watson trash all over it, though. So 
<laughs> right. Don't get me wrong. I like Beauty and the Beast, but uh, I don't. I, it's just not what I'm excited for. It's not one that I was like, oh my gosh, they're doing beauty re- animation for uh, or life. Um, oh, what do you call it? Live. Uh, yeah, I saw live, live action animation. once at the theater. Live action. Yeah. And it was amazing. Right. And all those people could actually sing and dance. It was awesome. Right. So, so I mean, the one thing I like about it, but also I don't like, I really like Luke Evans. So. Yeah, um, but, he but can't I don't sing. like the fact that he's Gaston. So he can't sing. Uh, maybe he can't. I just saying I like him. That's Luckily, the, one the the bigger numbers in the movie be our guest. Um, Beauty and the Beast, obviously the self titled album. Both of those people can sing. So good. It's just the beginning number is sung by a tard. Ugh, it's bad. Right. Yeah. So I just you know I um. Yeah, it's it's not one of those things that we're like. If I, I would go to see it in the theaters, but I'm not like dying to like. Oh my gosh, I'm not. It's not my anticipated. It's it didn't make it in my top. Maybe it did make it in my top twenty. But I'm yeah. like, eh. The more the more that comes out for it, the more I'm like, eh. Maybe not. I'll just watch so. the animated movie again. I'm fine. Right. So, but anyways, cool. on to Predators, dude. Uh, complete 180 from that subject. Beauty and the Beast, Predators. I guess Beast is kind of a predator. uh, Locks a lady in his tower and makes him marry her, or makes her marry him. Right. So, yeah. So, um, when we decided to do this one, I was kind of glad we went with this one instead of any other Predators because it, you know, it's a reboot. Um, It's not a reboot. it's not. I guess it's not a reboot, but it's a continuation of the saga or the the storyline or the progression, whatever you want to call it. I think that um, this but, one is a hopover, is what I call this. It's where they make a sequel to the first movie, pretending the second movie never existed. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and I like. Anyways, so when you said you were doing this, I was kind of excited because everybody knows a regular predator, right? You know, everybody is familiar with that. But even some people, I'm like, oh, yeah, I was telling people, I'm like, oh, I'm doing Predators this week. And they're like, Predators. I'm like, yeah, 2010. They're like, there's a 2010 Predators. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) So, um, but everybody knows Arnold's Predator. You know what I mean? So I was glad we're doing this one and bringing it kind of in the limelight a little bit. And the reason why I didn't want to do Arnold's Predator is because it's too good. There's not a whole lot that we could make fun of in it, you know, except for a sexual Tyrannosaurus. That's about it. You know that, that's about it, and uh, uh, there's a couple other ones, but but well, you they're know, just I'm one the one liners. But there's nothing wrong with the plot of the movie. There's nothing wrong with the execution of the movie, and uh, there's a couple things wrong with this one. But yeah, Predator Two would be just too easy to you know, rip apart. If Danny Maybe Glover was too he... old to hang out with Mel Gibson, he's way too old to hang out with a Predator. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh yeah, this movie, this movie, yeah, and I can't remember yeah. where this lines up. Was this after the? F- this was after the first AVP, right? Um, or like time lot, like released. Yes, yes, I do believe so. Okay, um, actually, it was after both of them. Yeah, it might have been after both of them. It was after Requiem because there's AVP, then AVP Requiem, and they both um, sucked. I don't get me wrong; they did suck, but I still liked them. Oh yeah, there are things to like about them, but they both suck bad. Right, and I I do think this movie gets a 
a hard shake. I think it's better than uh, it's better than I remembered it. That's for sure. Right. I did not think that that was going to happen. I thought I would be even more sour about it this time. But... My biggest problem with this whole thing, and it's not even a big problem. I just don't the main the main character. I think they picked the wrong person for the main character. You know, that's what um, I felt but, the first time I watched it. But when I was just right. watching it this time, um, I was fine with it. He's about the size of probably your average soldier. You know what I mean? Arnold is a genetic freak who would who would be too big. He wouldn't ever be in the military. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, he wouldn't. He would have never been a helicopter pilot and running man, that's for sure. Those guys, he'd be way too big to be a pilot. You know, pilots are Tom Cruise's size in Top Gun. That was legit. Yeah. But I was I was more fine with it this time. So Yeah. Well, and that's and don't get me wrong, like I'm when I say my biggest problem is I just would have cast it somebody else. I wouldn't had gone I wouldn't have gone to another Arnold. I would just gone I don't know where I would have gone, but I wouldn't have gone um, Adrian Brody, because I mean, even Adrian Brody, I mean, he's a big name, but he's not huge. You know what I mean? He was then. Eh, he's fresh he, off an Oscar. Just, I mean, he just came off of. Uh, well, yeah, but I don't know. Um, Splice, yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> it's okay. It has some, mm. it has some uh, admirable moments to it. I mean, this is, I mean, the previous three years, he came off Hollywood Land, right? Uh, the Matador's Mistress, The Brothers Bloom, mm-hmm. um, Cadillac Records, uh, Splice, Fantastic Mr. Fox. That's so, good movie. I mean, he was Jack Driscoll in King Kong. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, but that was back in the 05. I mean, that's five years prior to this, so... But I mean, I like I said, that's my that's one of my biggest problems. I mean, when we're going to talk later on about the things we dislike about that, I mean, this isn't even a dislike. That's just one of my beefs, I guess. Okay. And it's not even a bad one because he pulls it off. He does. So, well, this this movie picks an interesting way to begin. Um, it begins with probably the worst technical moment of the film. Uh, he, I would I would have beefed this up or redone it had I. Uh, seen it, and you know, I'm sure test audiences were like, "What the crap?" It's some really bad green screen. You got Adrian Brody waking up in a free fall in the middle right. of the air, um, trying to hit a uh, button on his chest to release a parachute that he hopes is there. He's not sure. Um, and the green screen work is bad. Right. But, I, don't get me wrong. Like I'm, I have to give a you know a tip of the hat because it was an awesome way to start it. And, but I'm sure. with you. You got to give a leg of the finger because, yeah, it was. You're like, really? This looks like horrible green screen. So, I mean, I throw mean, that dickhead out of a plane for real. That's what you right. got to do. Right. You know, strap a GoPro to his stinking uh, chest and throw him out. You know? Anyway. And then the know. stunt part of it where he, he falls through the trees and stuff. Yeah, do that at a separate time. But, right. you know. I don't know. That's just me. Right. Or no, re- rework the I effect. Think it was, I, I was like, man, what an awesome way to like start out, to start it out. Because oh, yeah. automatically, this whole movie wants to throw you into chaos. This whole movie wants to throw you into, um, you know, like what in the world is going on? What? Uh, and that's how they start it. 
and it was really I think it was a wise move on um Paul Anderson's part, you know, to do that. So um I think what this movie, yeah, it starts in chaos where the first movie starts in control. These are the right. the swinging dicks of the jungle and they're going to come in and they're going to clean up and they do. <laughs> You know, they hammer these stupid rebellious fighters down. They're walking, you know, swaggering back to their helicopter ride, and then all hell breaks loose. And this one, hell has already broken loose, and they're dumped into the middle of it. Right, right. You know, at least Dutch and crew, they knew where they were and why they were there for the most part. Well, and even some of it was blind, but not like this. No, no. Right, and so it was... was, uh... It was good. So we should just crack this egg right now, okay? This movie does not take place on Earth. Um, while it is filmed there, it <laughs> it does not take place there. It's filmed on a a foreign planet. You don't know where. You don't know how. You don't know why. All you know it's that it's Mars. <laughs> it's Mars. All you know that it is a game preserve for the predator race. They bring different sorts of creatures from across the universe here and hunt them down and kill them, ever sharpening their own skills um, to further put them higher on the food chain than those they subjugate. Um, yes. Well, I've always found that this is kind of stupid um, about the predator. Even in the first one, he's like, he's hunting us. He wants to be a good killer. But he has a sweet gun with laser sights, and he's invisible. So it's not much right. of a game. You know? You know, I... You know, yeah. You know, one of the cool things about the Predator is the fact that he is, and I get why he has everything that he has. Now, he is a hunter, right? But I think what a lot of people don't realize about the Predator, maybe they haven't realized it, they don't pick him up in the the multiple movies that the Predator is in, or how it's supposed to be. Predator is meant to be a hunter of the galaxy. Sure. I mean that's what they are. They are gamers. They they go out and they try to find the most dangerous game. And right, so, but it's about trophies and it's about honor. So to me, like the only time the predator right. actually shows what I would view his race to deem honorable and fair was when he fights the yakuza guy. Yes, yes, and no. I mean, I guess I can get that because. Um, that moment with the Yakuza guy, right? That's what it breaks down to. But you have to remember also, I mean, they held themselves, they hold themselves in regard to predators as hunting all types of game. I mean, even throughout this planet, they're hunting multiple types of game. Right, that's not what um, I'm saying. I'm saying is you you right. should match up to your person. Like, if you're going to go fight right. Dutch and he's got an M16, pick up an M16. Yeah, I, you know what I, mean? I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But I think in the grand scheme of the Predator, I don't think it's too far-fetched to give them the gear that they have. Sure. Especially if this movie is trying to show you that their most dangerous Predator is, or their, their most dangerous game is man. Right? Well, so far. Um, but, I mean, even well, even right. Old Fish says uh, they we kill people, or one dies every once in a while, then they get replaced. So it's not just men that are killing them. Right. I mean... But, I mean, we're digressing a whole lot before we even really get into this movie. I'm and, sorry. Right. <sighs> but it to me, it's like playing a video game on God mode. You're invisible. You've got a sweet gun that auto-targets. You don't even really have to do the work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like it's basically drone combat. And he's even got a drone in this movie. Right. So, I mean, you're not really facing the same level of danger as your prey. You know what I mean? 
No, I, I mean, I, I, I got what you're picking up. And if but... this is supposed to be allegorically like the most dangerous game for the Predator. Right, but and, I think and there's no they danger. Set, right, and they set it up. They even set I mean, everything you see in the Predator and everything you're talking about, they set it up through Lawrence Fishburne's uh, monologue. Yeah, he has so, an exposition speech. Yeah, that's what I meant. No, sorry. So, anyways, continue. So, so we're, it, Brody Brody's... falls, he lands in the jungle, and immediately I was like, yes, because they it's just constantly throughout this movie, the soundtrack is on point. The city? Sound. Yeah. Okay. The, the, sound, the soundtrack is perfect. It's pitch perfect to the original, and uh, I was like, "Okay, I'm in. I'm in the world of the Predator. I'm in. You know." Yeah. And uh, I wrote down, "Hey, it's Danny Trejo, the guy we wanted in Commando." <laughs> right. Uh, He's tell you what. I think he makes more cameos and appearances than almost anybody in Hollywood. Well, he it's makes amazing. Sense here. That guy's in everything now. He makes sense in this movie, you know? Yeah, oh, he definitely does. Definitely does. And uh, Brody kind of meets up with the rest of the crew, and he uh, basically asserts himself the leader of the group because he's got a shotgun with explosive rounds in it. So they're all just like, okay, I'll follow this guy, whatever. Everybody is, like, very confused about the situation. Um, And uh, they kind of, I think they default to, okay, well, this guy's willing to lead. I'll follow him until I have to kill him sort of thing right like, well and i think they default and they set that up they set up because out of all of them he is the most technically trained for what well, they're doing right they're willing to throw him into the first trap i think is more like it like go ahead lead mm-hmm. buddy You're, this isn't this obviously isn't going to end well but uh i did i did notice that he's pulling a christian bale in this movie he's Oh, that's the other thing i was going to say <sighs> since we kind of got on it and like i would have picked somebody different and when you force like the tough guy, yeah, it's where's that trigger? So, uh, yeah, <laughs> he's totally so. doing the uh, Batman growl, which is right. it is what it is. You know, he has to make his voice more imposing because he's 175 pounds. <laughs> it is he's what got, it is. He's got way more than that, dude. Maybe I doubt it though. But uh, and I'm watching this movie too. And the exteriors, I'm like, wow, this looks real familiar when they're walking across that rocky terrain. I was like, oh, I was just there two weeks ago. That's why. Nice. <laughs> it's McKinney nice. Falls State Park in here in uh, right outside of Austin, Texas. So shout out to them. It was a beautiful state park. Um, I recommend it to anyone visiting the area. So. There you go. Next. Next we get... Um, we're, we're getting planted with the knowledge of who these people are. Walton Goggins obviously drops in an orange jumpsuit. He is a criminal. Said he's yes. on death row, about to be executed in two days. We've got, uh, I don't know how to say his name, Maharshala Ali. He just won an Oscar, right? Um, he is right. a bad guy from Africa. Yeah. Some sort of factional killer, right? That's what they do in right. Africa. Brody is some sort of special ops in the U.S. military of some sort. Yeah, he's a mercenary. He's a um, merc. Old homegirl is part of the some sort of freedom fighter from South America. Yep. Because um, she knows all you about got, the original Predator. You, you got Oleg Nikolai. Yeah, <laughs> the Russian dude who has to have a Gatling gun to pay homage to old Jesse Ventura. That too. And then uh, remember, what is that video game? <laughs> Uh, the little Russian guy always has the gun. This baby pumps 
3,000 RPMs a minute. What is that game? I have uh, no idea what he's talking about right now, folks. I know. I, I'll figure it out, and I'll send okay. it to you. You'll, you'll like it. Yep. So I think the only one I'm missing right now is Topher Grace, right? Correct. And then you also got oh, the Yakuza guy. the Yakuza guy. guy. The Yakuza guy, yeah. But I mentioned him yeah. already. So we got Topher, who is immediately being singled out as he doesn't belong here. So the seeds of doubt about his identity and who he is are already in question. And he is truly a predator, as we're going to find out later. But, um, oh, and we get a, a kind of like a a Bill Dukian nod in this movie because Marshal Ali is the first one to see the predator. He like he knows it's there. He's looking directly at it, just like Bill Duke did. And we, you know, they're both bald black men, so I think they're going for a tonal homage there. You know. No, I never picked up on that, but that's yeah. cool you say that. And he, yeah. I think he almost says the same thing. He's like, do you see it? Yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, He says it's here. It's here. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know if it's... To me, it seems like an homage to Bill Duke and just, you know, having the guy that looks the most like him do the same thing. Uh, we get yeah. old Walton Goggins uh, got here with his shiv, and uh, he wants a gun, and he wants uh, to fight everybody for it, and... <laughs> Some everybody looks at the orange suit and they're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> we'll help you out if you get in trouble. Then I noticed, too, that, uh, oh, when the uh, big horn dogs attack, Predator's pups. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Old uh, Brody. I call them hellhounds. Hellhounds, okay. Brody pulls out anyway. a Dundee special, man. <laughs> He's got this massive knife, and he chops one of them dogs' heads off with, like, one <laughs> swipe. Does he jump? I was like... That was the only thing I was like, come on, really? One come swipe. On. Their bullets yeah, couldn't kill him. Freaking Bowie knife. Like, anybody's going to carry that big of a Bowie knife into this. I wanted him to like, say too bad, or so bad, that when he pulled out, he goes, now nah, this is a knife. That would have been great. Because <laughs> that thing had Dundee written all over it. Um, And then the, after old old homegirl threatens to kill herself in front of the dog, the predator blows his little doggy whistle, and the, right. uh, the dogs go back running back. And at this point, we have our first kill, right? We've got Trejo is the first to go. He's only available for one day down in Austin. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> he was the first to go. And this is where we get repeat. There's lots of little hints and homages to the first film. Yeah. Uh, we get the predator. The, Trejo's already dead. He's sitting there in the middle of the field, and it's a trap. And the predator right. is mimicking his voice, saying, help me, help me. Right. And that is something that the predator did. A lot in the first movie. So, yeah, I think uh, I I think it's cool. And one of the things that made this thing so successful, I I would call it a success, as uh, you know, um, a continuation, is the fact that they did pay those subtle nods to it, right. and they went back to the scores and the soundtrack and the feel. They went they stayed away from the freaking cities, right? Yeah, and they went back to the jungle, and they actually and- shot in the jungle too. Exactly. So, I mean, that was really nice. So, yeah, I'm with you. It's kind of nice to see those things. So, at this point, we got Dead Trejo. We got we know that the predator is a hunter. He's got hunting dogs. He's flushing out his prey like you would, you know, anytime you're hunting deer or whatever. Um, your dogs can help do that. And, ooh. And uh, Brody immediately wants to flip the script on these predators and hunt them. 
He's like, I, we got to be more aggressive here, catch him off guard. So they follow the dog's path back to the predator's camp. And right, like and point, he kind of does it in like a douchey kind of way. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he gets into the camp and he's like, peace, and he he just like leaves them all there to and be like, Where's the tough guy? Yeah, I'm Batman. <laughs> he just disappears like Batman. Right. Uh, Did you just use me as bait? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. He's not even sorry about it. No, he's like he's like he's like all right. I was totally jerked to these guys, and now I'm just gonna boss them around. Yeah, like right? it's like he doesn't even skip a beat. It's like there was never the question of like, hold on, let's question well, this guy's leadership abilities here. They I mean, lived, didn't they? It was meant to be that. I get it. It's just funny. So, anyways, you know, they all yeah. lived. Bunch of pussies. So they have this little <laughs> firefight shooting at the predator. They think it's a predator, but it turns out to be three predators. All um, the lights kind of go on to our eyes. Yeah. But before that, uh, we find out there is a prisoner predator. And this predator is, I don't know, identical to the one from the Schwarzenegger movie. Yeah, there's different. And this is what was kind of cool. Like, as I kind of dove into this film again, there's a whole universe out there of predators, dude. Yeah, like. There's different and they races. Got na- they got names, and of course, they call the 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 big one. This one is a berserker present predator. Ooh, berserker, like, right? And so this one is classic. Classic, <laughs> it's like, hey Mozart, come here, dude. <laughs> I yeah, think, he's uh, like it. Kind of, it, it's scary because you saw how much bigger he was than Arnold, right? And he's a runt. Right. Well, that's something you learn about these predators a lot of the time. Um, well, even in and. As bad as AVP was, mm-hmm. they give you a little bit of um, background that it's a ritual, it's a rite, and it sure. is like a younger, up and coming, a coming of age ritual for a lot of these predators. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the smaller one makes sense. Maybe the bigger one's just kind of the you know the alpha of the young pack or whatever. But right. uh, um, so it was kind of neat to learn that. And so you said, yeah, it's kind of like the same one that was just like Arnold's predator. Right. Um, but it was pretty cool. It was, it was cool to kind of see that there is a whole universe out there and it's followed pretty adamantly in a lot of circles. So it's just kind of like they got names, they give them types and classifications. I was like, Oh, cool. <laughs> I was just calling them like gold jaw, horn face, you know, <laughs> That's the names I gave up. I'm like, that one's a that one's a douche. That guy's a dick. Yeah, that <laughs> that's pretty much that how it goes. He's chill. He's chill. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, anyways, yeah. uh, I thought that was a nice little tip of the hat to the first Predator movie. They're like, well, you thought that one was big. Suck on this right. one time. Uh, so mm-hmm. we've got three much bigger Predators that are <laughs> bullying old Mr. Predator, poor little proops. He's just a will guy. Right. He's wanted to come hunt people in Columbia, make a documentary film, and they trapped, yeah. <laughs> chained him up to a post. Right. Um. Yeah, and then uh, did the do firefight hit nothing. They roll off a a cliff right. into the for, water. For the predator like baddest killers. They suck at killing. <laughs> yeah, you can't hit what you can't see, right? Right. Uh, but. They fall into the the lake there, and we find out Predator has a drone. So he's even – these guys are, like, playing with toys that the first Predator didn't even have. I mean, sure, he had, right. like, a mini nuke, but 
this guy's got a drone. I mean, it's just not fair. Right. Then we learn about how the South American girls got some secrets. Uh, she evidently knew of the documentary film they filmed called Predator. Documentary film <laughs> Predator. I've mm. seen the documents. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, she knew about Dutch. She knew about the CIA liaison. Um, poor, poor, poor Carl Weathers. Poor Carl Weathers, man. Give that guy a hand. <laughs> Chubbs and uh <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about that. <laughs> oh, I thought you did that on purpose. So you're an no, accidental just, accidental funny man. That's that's awesome. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh yeah, so the, she's telling them about how she knew all about the original movie and about the things that happened. Never once mentions Danny Glover, which is a smart move. And uh then we get the over here, which is a great callback to the original. Which is something Bill Duke definitely said. Right. Yes. So it's actually, though, this time it's Larry Fishburne, a.k.a. Cowboy Curtis, in a Predator mm-hmm. suit. And he's telling them, you know, he's like, over here, he's leading them to where he wants them to be. And then uh, Brody thinks his number is up because he hears that the whatever it is is behind him. Turns out it's just Larry Fishburne and a Predator get up. Right. He's like, hey guys, welcome to the jungle, baby. Come on over to my place. We'll hang out for a little while and uh, I'll talk to you really weird. I'm the one that got away. Yeah. Hmm. Me and the big boy are going to have a little dance in a little bit, so uh, just come hang out. So they go to this weird ship type it's a land crawler <laughs> type. Yeah, it's dumb anyways. Uh, and they they hold up there for a while. Um, Larry Fishburne, of course has to give them a long exposition speech, which we already talked right. about. Which, what brings me to one of my problems on this. I mean, he's a freaking expert on a planet he knows nothing about to creatures he's never talked to, and he's put a lot of things together. He goes, no, there's two types. Like, that's that's duh. And man, <laughs> these, two types, these two types don't get along. A blood feud that goes way back. Says who? How do you know? What? Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, come on, man. Like, I'm all for backstory, right? But I'm like, yeah, guy's taking some stabs that, you know, are right. His invisible in friend told him, you know, yeah, those predators, there's two of them. Yeah, see? There's actually four in this movie. They all look quite different. But that's neither here nor there. So, right. Anywho. Uh, Larry Firstburn gives us the exposition we need so that we can get our bearings in the film. Um, right. Is it good right. exposition? Nah. But did we need good. it at this point? It's nice to, it's nice to have, though. Yeah, I, I think mean, we needed it. Extent, right. It's ni- It's convenient to have, sure. I should say. It's and I'll say this. While it's not the best, the quality of the exposition is not great, I didn't think it was too much or I didn't think it was ridiculous like too ridiculous it's just it just could have been better i think you i think i give it a pass because even fishburne's character in here gets a pass well he's a nut job like right he's cuckoo for cocoa puffs so you're like okay i can kind of get this like meandering and this dialogue and like okay i i can let it go because this guy's like yeah a couple cards short of a deck and here's where this movie gets turned from an a to a b to me um, there's a blatant undertone of this movie being spelled out from from the first step Adrian Brody takes on this planet um, to the very end of the movie. And it is that 
everyone is a predator, right? Warmongers, uh, freedom fighters, uh, serial killers, they're all predators. And they could have just let that be. They could have just let that be the subtle undertone of the movie, and it would have made it, I think, more fun. As a, as a, I don't know, I'm not like an advanced moviegoer. I'm not a critic, but at least that would have been fun for me to be like, oh, yeah, I get what they're doing here. But then they say it. Right. Um, well, right. And I'm I'm with you on that. And I think it would have been good at one point. And you get, you can't have it both ways throughout the whole film because they try to bring the group back together and then they just rip them apart again as individual predators. Then they right. start coming together as a team again. Then they kind of rip them apart again. And then they come back together and tell you what, the first time I saw this dude, there was one kind of surprise. I was like, Oh my gosh, I didn't see that coming. Yes. Um, and so, but they constantly do this, which reinforces the fact that you said they're all predators, but at the same time, they could have left it, like you said, a subtle undertone and have these guys together. Fine, be predators, but be at least be a, for a comic survival, right? I mean, cause, sure. because you're not having these other predators be king of the jungle. They're there to survive. The other true predators are there to be king of the jungle and to dominate and to trophy and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So I wish they would have kept it a subtle undertone like you talked about. And they would have just kind of brought together. Fine, have the conflict between the personalities, like um, the Mombasa guy and the the convict, right? Yeah. Um, keep that. That's fine. But at least allow well, to them. To me, when it's it's um, it's obvious, right? When Adrian Brody, spoiler alert, and we're gonna jump ahead a little bit. When he suggests to the girl, uh, when Topher Grace is wounded, we're just gonna leave Topher here. We're gonna set him up with bombs. And when the predator comes to collect his trophies, boom. To me, that that would be enough. It's it's more blatant suggestion that oh, you know they are they're doing the same thing to each other on Earth that these predators do to them for sport. Right. You know, to me, that that would be a, have been enough. But instead, we get the girl going, "We are the predators," you know, and it's pretty dumb. So I'm pretty sure the girl yeah. said that, right? Yeah. Yeah, she says that. Um, then we get Larry uh, turncoating on the guys, and he meets an unfortunate end. And I thought it was lame. The dude has been surviving for 10 seasons, as he mentions, on this remote planet uh, filled right. with people trying to kill him. Right. And somehow he dies almost instantaneously, getting shot into a million pieces. Right. Why not a fight? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. When I started watching this again, I'm like... I'm like, I can't remember how he dies. I'm yeah. like, I've seen this. Unceremoniously. Like, I can't remember how he dies. I'm like, oh yeah, because it was like a it was it was it was dumb. It was dumb. <laughs> That's I've wiped it from the like the memory of my mind. And in the complete inverse, old Russian boy who goes to save Topher Grace and Topher Grace ditches him like a pusswad that he is, he he goes out with his boots on. Yeah, he does. Like peace, and he blows them up with two hand grenades that are evidently oh, the yeah. most high-powered incendiary grenades ever created. Those Russians, they don't mess around, man. Yeah, they will break you. They're made of vodka. Um, <laughs> Mazel tov. That's not. And we get this is where the dominoes start falling, right? Russian dude gets bloated up, but he kills a predator, so good on him. Uh, Walton Goggins, right. he stabs a predator in the neck a bunch of times, but then he gets his spine ripped out. Which was pretty sweet. 
nice little callback to the what, first one. Uh, this is like one of those like when he showed up in this film, I'm like, man, what is he? I didn't. When this movie started, I was like, oh, man, they they could have made him like a soldier or something. And then sure. as as like his character plays out, I was like, he's perfect. Yep. This is awesome. I'm like, he was meant for that role. You I'm could like, say that they're... they were justified in hiring him for this role. Nice. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> hmm. So anyways, uh the dominoes are falling. The good guys bagged one predator. There's two left, and they like we we gonna steal their ride, homies. But first, Samurai Jack <laughs> has to have a sword fight, and this is the scene I was alluding to earlier, where it, I think it's the only time where the predator does exactly what I want him to do. He puts his guard down, pulls his knife. Samurai Jack, the yakuza guy, has a samurai sword he stole from Larry Fishburne somehow. Let's let's just not dive into it, okay? He's got a samurai sword. Big deal. He's got a katana. And they have a sword fight, and it is, what? it is exactly what I wanted it to be. Um, you have a guy who has obviously some training with the sword, although the sword work in this movie is not great. And you have a predator oh. who's learning on the fly. He's learning how to fight a samurai on the fly, but he is an exceptional killer, and a, and it has been set up that they learn quickly, right? Right. So we've got mm-hmm. we've got this fight is equal ground. They have an equal footing, and. It ends equal. They kill each other. Yes. Um, death blows a la Superman and Doomsday at the same time, and they both fall dead. So that's what that's more of what I would have liked to have seen from the Predator is I want to be the master of my domain, but I want to prove that I can beat you at your own game. And to me, obviously it didn't work for this Predator, but, I mean, as far as, like, survival of the fittest, right? It, to me, it would right. uh, it would spell more out for their culture if that's the way they did it. Instead of just like, I'm invisible, shoot, 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 bang, bang, bang. <laughs> Those guys were easy. Time to go home. And it just, you know, I don't know. It just seems, it always seemed unfair that he was invisible and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah I got you. And uh, that's probably, as much as I wanted that scene with Hanzo to um, to be a little more, I'm with you. I think the way they left it was good. Yeah, he killed the Predator all by himself with a sword. Well, That's pretty sweet. Exactly. I mean, he did what, you know, how many other characters and all the other movies couldn't do. So right. it was kind of cool. And he's like one of the ones you want to have. You know, I, I, I don't want to say out of all the other Predator, the human Predators, he's the one that has at least some form of honor. Some find it, you know, some... I wouldn't say, I guess two of one finds it, one has it. And, but he's like, all right, if there was one that was going to go out this way, it's him. So, well, he's the Billy of this movie. Um, Billy in the first predator stops on the log bridge, takes off his vest, cuts himself on the chest and he goes to fight the predator and he dies unceremoniously off screen with a yell. Right. Now we get to see a warrior do the same thing, takes off his shirt, gets his blade out and he's going to go one-on-one with this predator and it's actually it's a battle of two warriors in you know in an honorable fight you know i would have loved to have seen billy die on screen i you know in a fight but it doesn't sound like he had he put up much of a fight the predator probably shot him or something and was just like peace and just keep running i'm invisible <laughs> sucker <laughs> you know so right. it, at least uh samurai jack there you know, he got his licks in, and he ended up killing him. And I, I really, really yeah. enjoyed that part of the movie. Even though I thought the sword work was weak, um, 
whatever. Right. You can complain about freaking sunshine, you know, whatever. Right. Yep. So anyways, uh, after the double deadness, uh, we find out that Brody isn't human, but he is alive, so, which is good. <laughs> nice little one-liner. Um, then Brody goes to make a predator friend, and they're like, we're best buds now, right? Martha. Right. And then there's a double <clears throat> boss battle. He lets him out just in time for the big bad predator ban. He's the biggest one of the, what's what's uh Larry Fishburne call him, Big Daddy? Right. Yeah. yeah. So we're just going to call him. He's always alluded to as the berserker predator. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm going Big Daddy. So Big Daddy and right. what ends up being a runt predator uh, fight to the death. Not ending well for the runt. Gets his head chopped it off. Poor right. little guy. Poor little guy. He just wanted to hunt people in Colombian jungle. Poor little guy. No, what was what was funny was uh, one of the things I watched. Uh, people actually allude to that he was probably a better hunter and actually better, but he was malnutritioned and tortured, and he got some good licks in. I was like, oh, I never thought about it that way. Yeah. So I was like, eh, maybe, maybe so, maybe not. Whatever. It was just kind of cool, like a little off. It was a little off. Uh, little article uh, video actually that I watched so it was kind of neat sure but anyways sure. continue give that predator continue. as much credit as you can so anyways uh, our <laughs> double boss battle no, ends with predator getting set chopped off but we already said that so right. uh, big preddy as he watches Adrian Brody fly off in his ride blows up the ship which leads you to wonder how does he plan to go home Nah, he doesn't. He's just going to hang out there after he kills everyone and wait for his buddies to come pick him up, call an Uber. Whatever. Wait for the next season. Wait for the <laughs> next season. Yeah. season. Yeah. Uh, and it's at this time, the time, it's at this time, Topher Grace reveals his dirty little secret. And it's uh, that he's a sick, disgusting serial killer, and he finally feels at home being on a land of monsters. So, and this right. is. This is a logic jump one my, too. One of my favorite parts. It was actually kind of fun. Like I chuckled to it. When you get to it, I'll laugh because he does. He feels at home, and it's so ironic. Mm-hmm. Like how he dies. So ironic. But awesome. go ahead. Uh, but we've got uh, da, 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 da. He, to me the logic leap is he, he hasn't won yet. The predator's still out there. Adrian Brody, for all he knows. Um, is dead. He's got the only person left that he can manipulate to help him is the girl, and he's going to decide at this point to give in to his disgusting urges to kill. And he's going to kill the girl right now? But it it's a cool reveal. It's not something you knew was going to happen. You had no idea what his deal was. You knew he was off. You knew he was lying. Right. Um, but I would go as far as to say that, you know, he says he's a doctor. I, I would go as far as to say he's not a doctor at all. He's just a psychopath who knows a lot about human anatomy so that he can torture and kill. Right. And so, and this is where, and I, of course I told you that I didn't see the, that twist coming. I knew there right. was a, 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 I knew there was a hook. I know what it was. And I was just like, what? Yeah. Serial killer was not what was on my mind. No, because you're thinking serial killer is uh, Walton, right? The guy sure, that's going sure, yeah. to death row. You think they got that one covered, and I'm pretty sure that's how they meant to do it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it, him lying and saying he's a doctor is a logic uh, leap that you can make. Going, oh, well, they picked up a doctor just in case one of them gets hurt. They can extend the hunt. Exactly. That's what I thought, too, when I first watched it. It's just fortuitous, so. you know? 
Right. So um, Topher is about to kill the girl. Then Brody's like, hey, I'm still here. I heard you the whole time, by the way, but I'm not going to tell you. I'll get you out of this pit first because I want to use you as bait just like I wanted to do before. But now this time the girl's going to agree with me because you tried to kill her and you paralyzed her with a drug. So that's where we're at. Right. Um, and he goes, what's what's Topher say to him? Oh, you really, fast. You, you really are a good man. <laughs> he grabs his hand. He goes, no, he but is. I'm fast. And he stabs no, him in the neck with not, it. No, but I'm fast. <laughs> and that reminded me of our old friend Paul when uh, he was asked, Paul, do you know how to play baseball? And he just goes, no, I'm fast. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that made me laugh. Right. Um. Then uh, we get Topher bomb. He uh, he does exactly what he said he'd do. He stuffs a bunch of grenades under him, puts right. him over on his stomach, waits so, for the predator to flip him over. This is my favorite part. The predator walks over. I'm gonna take over for a second. Okay. The predator walks over and he pokes him. Yeah. With his knife. No, he doesn't poke him. He stabs him. Right, I know. I'm just saying pokes. And he's just like, hey, hey. And he stabs him. And he's like, uh. <laughs> that sucked. He goes, no. And he goes, oh, help me. I'm one of you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm man. I'm just like you or something like that. Oh, my God. He just, it was a slow stab, too. It's just yeah, like, he's like, well, I'll put you out of your misery, you dork. Oh my gosh! It was just a slow step. <laughs> oh. And uh, they flip him over, and he blows up. Now these are these look like the same grenades old Russian boy used that exploded like the whole underbelly of a ship. But somehow the blast is not enough to kill the predator who's standing right next to him. Right. Uh, he just gets but, flung but around. Takes, yeah, he, he takes a good ride though. But he's not dead. Nope. Uh, he's realistically the same distance away as the other predator was to the grenade. Realist, yeah. You know, yeah. but somehow this predator survives just because he's outdoors. Realism and you're in this movie and you hang up. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so we get Brody. He's uh, he's he's got his shirt off. He's covered in mud. He's showing off his gym body. Uh, what he doesn't know, um, even though old uh, old uh, South American girl was like. He uses heat signatures to see. Um, this predator's got like all kinds of stuff. He can use sound. He can use uh, ultraviolet light. He's got all kinds of stuff right. going on in his helmet. So right. either way, you know, Adrian Brody worked out for a few months, and he wanted to, uh, you know, get it on screen. He's like, I didn't eat all this freaking chicken breast for nothing. <laughs> right. And then he uh, proceeds to give him the old African drive-by. Just running really fast and smacking him with a stick. <laughs> so wrong. Uh, that's actually an inside joke between me and one other person who'll probably never hear this. So, awesome. <laughs> um, uh, Brody doesn't last too long. Uh, the predator's got his number. Uses his sound vision to see his beating heart, and then shoots the trees behind. And he's in rough shape. Uh, the predator's got him by the neck. After he kicks him a couple times in the face, and he's about to stab him with his huge knife. Then old sniper girl has worked out uh-huh. enough uh, nerve out of her paralysis to uh, right. shoot the predator in the chest muscles. Which is hilarious, by the way, because they're on a planet that nobody knows about. And crazy um, coffers like, oh, wait, hey, this is a sedative. This is this will paralyze you like he knew. Yeah, he knows everything about alien plants. Unless they were 
universal to Colombia. Maybe the first predator loved Colombia so much, and then like we keep losing them down here on Earth, that we're just gonna recreate the same type of jungle. Right. Maybe. <laughs> anyway, no. if we're taking logic leaps, we might as well take that one. Um. So after predator gets shot through the chest holes, uh, Brody axes him to death with an axe, chops off his head, <laughs> face. I like that. Definitely killed him to death. He killed him to death. But this is not a happy ending, Adam. They've lost their ride. Um, More game is being flooded in via parachute and cages. And uh, they're just like, there's no escape. So they're like, we got to find a way off this planet and a movie. Right. Setting up the sequel that was never to be. Unfortunately. Or fortunately. You never know. This movie is decent. Then you know it's good that they ended here. <laughs> so, final thoughts. All right. Sorry, I had the on. Anyways, oh, well, my final thoughts was when this first came out, I was excited. Of course, you know sure. when we talked about it, the Predator is an awesome film. Predator Two just is never really tied on to it. Everybody wants to kind of forget about it, right? <laughs> and so, uh, um. So when you saw that, and then AVP was recent enough, and AVP Rec Room was recent enough to be like, come on, give us something better. This is stupid. Um, so you're really excited to get um, um, to get this. I was excited to get this one. So um, my final thoughts is really enjoyed it. I think they did a lot of stuff right with this. I think they paid a lot of homage to the original. Mm-hmm. I think they were able to update from the original and make it work with a little bit cooler of a story. I like the idea. The only thing I'd like to know is how did they scoop all these people up, right? Right. And then um, the other thing is why is that one predator chained to a tree? (laughs) Other than just for convenience and, you know, the big boss battle kind of like more. Well, um, you know, it's, it's in Lawrence Fishburne's exposition. They pick on the littler right. ones and they torture them, and and you saw that there was a skull, a predator skull in the camp, right? So right. you know that they kill their own kind. So, but you're right, it is a, and that predator doesn't really like if he maimed big man, so that he was a more fair fight to, to Adrian Brody, that would have made sense, but you know yeah. he died pretty quickly. Yeah. So. So, so I think. Uh, with that said, um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, there's a couple things I would have changed. Andrew, I can even take Adrian Brody, but the whole voice thing, yeah, like lighten up on that a little bit. Um, but everybody else, I think they got really well. I think they picked good characters. I think they picked good storyline slash uh, personalities for those characters, right? Um, sure. Lawrence Fishburne was kind of hard to believe he'd really survive that long by himself in that one ship. Like they wouldn't know to look there. Um, um, but every season he's been there for so many seasons, they keep coming back and getting smarter and better, but yet they still can't find him. Really? Come on. Anyway, well, I could believe that, but I can't believe that he can do all that and die so quickly. Right. That even that fine, you know, but which just goes to show you, even really good movies have flaws if you look hard enough. Um, well, I wouldn't say and, this is a really uh, good movie, but you're right. <laughs> I think I'm not really good. I said good movies. Yeah. So 
I think good movies can have flaws if you look hard enough. You don't have to look too hard at the flaws for these ones. So, I mean, no. while it's a good movie, it's not like a, a great good movie. Um, sure. This isn't a but, critically acclaimed movie, but this is a fun no. movie to watch. It's a good popcorn movie. Yeah, That's what absolutely. it is. It's not, it's not Kong popcorn great. It's no. not. It's just, uh, it's a good movie. It's it's one, if it came out again not, uh, and I knew what it was going to be out, I'd see it in theaters. Sure. So, and I think this yeah. movie serves as a great learning tool for what Shane Black's about to do. So, right, it'll be good. So, what do you rate it though? After all that, all right, all right. So I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna kind of do what you did the previous time, and okay. you kind of um, only had one rating. <laughs> What's that? Only had one rating. You mean? Well, you had one rating, but yet you built it off of the history sure. and what they did with uh, from a, the, a previous one. What movie was that you did that to? Uh, I don't remember, but anyways, we'll see if you so, understood my concept in a second. <laughs> well, no, I think uh, I think they did. Um, I think they did a lot of things right, and so I think it's. I think there's something to be said when you can look at something like Predator and then move down the line 30 years later and say, okay, we're going to do something again and we want to make it good. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, with it, they stay true to the storyline a little bit more. I mean, I mean, honestly, AVP and Predator 2, they weren't super true to what we want to see as a feel. So I say... Overall, the grand scheme of things, I give this a six and a half. Okay. Uh, probably six and a half, maybe seven, if I am tired enough. Sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to give it a six, six out of ten. Um, yeah. What this movie does, I think, more than anything else, is it shows you that if you just do some things right, you know, if you do if you do more things right than you do wrong, you're going to make a fun movie. Now, while this didn't explode at the box office or anything, it made its money back. It made enough for it would have uh, justified a sequel, and especially one that could have been an improvement upon this one. Um, you get Brody back. You get the South American chick back. Uh, you probably have 12 Predators, um, a cool alien race that landed that can somehow communicate with these guys. You know, and you flip the script, and all of a sudden the Predators come to be hunted. You know, that would have been fun. But we're not right. going to see that movie. Uh, but what we do get is a movie that ends up being fun. You take something impossible, and you try to make a sequel to a movie that is amazing. And right. You, you do it at a distance with none of the same players. And, uh, I mean, that is a bold, bold move. And Robert Rodriguez producing this movie, um, he does – he. he him and the director, uh, Nimrod and Tal, they they did a good job. And I think it's an impossible task. Predator is an amazing movie. I would give it a 9 out of 10 today, and I would hold it up against John Wick. I would hold it up against anything. I think it's still great. Um, and I think I think it's a pretty large order to try to even attempt right. to do that, what is that, 23 years later. So I give him props. You know, I give him props. Six and a half is a, is a decent score, and it is fun to watch. I'll probably um, – I don't remember liking it when I first saw it in 2010, but I like it a lot now. So I'll probably watch this maybe once a year, 
you know, I'll put it in some sort of rotation like that where I'm like, I want to watch that again. Right. Yeah. And I don't think we're too far off of our analysis. I mean, even IMDb gave this a 6.4 and that's with so many different ratings. And if a video, if if a movie isn't good, it gets slaughtered on here. (laughs) Sure. Um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so dirty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so sounds good. So there you go. If you guys have seen this, um, tell us what you get. If you haven't seen it, why haven't you seen it? Right. Um, did you and- hear it stunt? Did you, are you afraid to watch it? Cause you're such a huge <laughs> fan of the first one and you hated the second one so much. You were, right. you swore off any predator from now to the, the dawn of time. Um, you know, and they had to suffer through two AVPs and that probably didn't help this movie's box office. Well, that's well. So if you've seen it, let us know what you think. Yeah. And we didn't really say it out loud, but I think we would both recommend this movie. Oh like, yeah, like I would definitely recommend it. Yeah, so pick it up on DVD, rent it, whatever, um, whatever your deal is. I'd say watch it; it's fun. Um, and I, a little shout out to Topher Grace. I think he's a pretty underrated actor. He always, whatever he's doing, he has he gives a certain level of, level of seriousness and comedy. And oh, uh, yeah. he was he was fun in this movie as a serial killer, something that he's that he hasn't done yet. So. Right. But yeah. No, yeah, I would definitely, 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 definitely recommend somebody watch us. Oh, absolutely. And then if they disagree, let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Let us know. Uh, Facebook.com slash movie dummies. Um, at movie dummies on Twitter. I, my brain is fried. And uh, movie dummies at gmail.com. And we will respond to you if you say something. Uh, yeah, you know. please. We're we we so tweet stuff out. Here. And even Rebecca Hall and Vin Diesel like our tweets. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, don't be afraid. Um, Give us a retweet, yeah. you son of a gun. Don't leave us by ourselves. All <laughs> by ourselves. One is the loneliest number. Uh, yeah. So, what are we gonna do next week, though, bud? Uh, we've been dipping into some pretty sweet action of late. What about what are we gonna do next? Um, you know, I think, uh, I think we had a really good suggestion given to us, uh, via, um, the love of your life. Uh huh. Uh huh. And I think we should do what she said and give the people what they want. And of course, who doesn't want a little Casey Ryback? (laughs) Casey Ryback doesn't even want a little Casey Ryback. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to do. Who else wants Casey Ryback, you know? <laughs> I just sent him away. Why would I want Ryback? Anyways. Nice. I see what you did there. It was wordplay. Ah. So, all right, Joe, tell us who we are going to be. Oh, dude. I, You know, when you recommended this, I went immediately to Casey Ryback, right? I'm sure. like, yeah. Totally forgot. Go Gary Busey. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Tommy Lee Jones. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, there's a lot of people in this movie. Oh my goodness. There's yeah, no there reason are. it should be as bad as it is other than Steven Seagal's in it. So yeah, the movie we're talking about is Under Siege. Under Siege. Steven Seagal nice. fights really slow in Under Siege. He probably What's throws better? a knife. What? 
What's better than Under Siege 2, but just as sucky? Yeah. <laughs> Under Siege. And what's he in this movie? Uh, a cook? Am I getting that right? He is He is. He is a cook that is punished. He's a seal that's punished, so he's made to be a cook. Oh, that's he's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a master chief or something like that. Um, he's a dildo. He punched out a superior officer, so they sent him to peel potatoes. Yeah. But, Dipstick. But evidently... But evidently, when you're a SEAL, your knife skills translate to the right. kitchen. So I'll cut a throat or a, kit or a carrot. I don't care. I'll, I'll peel potatoes or your face. It doesn't matter to me. The I'm battleship sure Missouri is about to be decommissioned. Casey Ryback is Captain Adam's personal cook. And Ryback is always butting heads with the ship's commanding officer. Stupid. So, I mean, yeah, you know, uh, shoot. Uh but this is the epitome of what um this is the epitome of what, you know, the whole genre was back in the oh, yeah. day. It is a dummy movie for the movie dummies. It, I can't wait absolutely. to watch it. Um I have not probably seen it since the early nineties, to be honest with you. I've probably seen it in the last five years. I've probably watched parts of it, maybe not all of it, but I've probably seen it in the last five years. So <laughs> I watched the trailer on YouTube and shot myself. Uh, I just can't wait to go watch uh, Steven Seagal do an Alec Baldwin impression before Alec Baldwin was even talking like that. <laughs> so that'll, be, that'll be great. That's great. That's <laughs> awesome. So nice. yeah, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, you know, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, or email us. Uh, we would be glad to correspond with you that way, and maybe read some stuff on the show. We've had, you know, yeah. few comments here and there most of the comments and suggestions come from my wife which is awesome because she loves crappy action movies just as much as i do so we're gonna get lots right. of suggestions that I'll way tell you but... what go ahead and watch it this week you know you don't have to watch one we previously watched but go ahead and watch one and you can actually go along with the whole review journey with us you yeah. can be a movie dummy too yeah you too be a dummy yeah and then you know what we miss what are the what are the crappy parts of the movie that we missed that we didn't even mention throw those at us that'd be fun Right. So, yeah. So cool. Uh, again, thanks for listening, and uh, we will talk to you again next week. And as always, uh, for Adam, I am Joe. And for Joe, I am Adam. We are the Movie Dummies. Yay, hey, Michael Bay. Yeah. That's my predator noise. <laughs> to catch a predator noise. To catch a predator. <laughs> <laughs>